Hey everybody, welcome to God Quest. I'm your host, Miles Young, and I am so honored and delighted that you joined us today on God Quest. I am coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama, New Life Church in Birmingham, Pastor Stephen Collins and Bishop Barry Sutton. We are here with the Hope Corps Wilson University Challenge Week. Uh, this week has been an outstanding time. Tonight is the final night and a uh, lot's been going on. But I am here with none other than uh, soon to be Dr. Casey Sees, though already Dr. Casey Sees, that's right. And now working on PhD as well. Uh, so I can't I can't keep up with all your, your education accomplishments here. Uh, but I am delighted to share with you, and, and especially if you're a leader or wanting to be a leader and pastors, this is going to be a very informative and inspiring podcast. We're going to talk about leadership development. Uh, Brother C's, good to have you on uh, the, the podcast. I count it an honor, Pastor. Glad to be here. So Casey C's is a unique character. Uh, he came to God in a quite unique way, and that's a that's a podcast for another another time. Uh, but uh, after entering the ministry, God anointed him, gifted him, a very talented uh, person. Took a handful of people, 15, 16 people in a small town USA, uh, and in a matter of three years, that church quadrupled. Yeah, quadrupled in the state of Pennsylvania. And coming out of that, Dr. C's began to work on examining why was the church stagnant? Why did the church grow? What were the things that went into causing church development and growth? And honestly, in the environment you were in, not to denigrate or, or disparage in any way, but if it can be done in that environment, church growth can happen anywhere. Absolutely. And so in the process, uh, continuous education, master's degree, doctor's degree, now pursuing a PhD, he has not only become a leadership uh, and growth, church growth coach, uh, ministry coach, but has also uh, designed a very powerful program that as a pastor, I'm personally using here in our local church. Uh, and a number of other pastors are coming, are coming on board with a brand new opportunity called the leadership pipeline and if you're a a leadership in develop a leader in development or you desire to be a leader or maybe you're already a leader but you want to go that next level or maybe you're a church administrator or an associate pastor uh, assistant pastor or even a senior pastor you want to hear about the leadership pipeline so i'm going to throw this to uh dr c's dr c's I'm so glad you're here. This is exciting because it's it's something very real and doable. Talk to them about the leadership pipeline and how they can get involved. Absolutely. So the leadership pipeline is a concept that was originally developed uh, for corporate America. But when you look throughout the Old and New Testament, you see that um, not only is leadership essential in uh, moving the kingdom of God forward, but so is leadership development. And so, you know, you always hear the statements uh, such as success is measured by a successor. And, and we certainly believe that. But a lot of times when we look at succession, we look at succession purely from the standpoint 
of pastoral succession. Okay. And part of what the leadership pipeline does is it looks at succession really from from every position or succession at every layer within the church. And so it's not just about uh, are we creating or do we have something in place for pastoral succession, but it's how can we ensure that we have leaders at every level in the organization that will continue to push this forward generation to generation. So succession is not just about uh, what's they'll say the head hog at the trough <laughs> or the top dog yeah. or, or the senior pastor. At some point, every part of that church, every leadership role is going to have to transition. Absolutely. And, and how many times have we heard uh, stories of key individuals in the church um, in particular positions, either moving away or, God forbid, in some situations, passing away. And, and the church is really at a loss because not only was that a key member, but there was really nobody there to step in their shoes. Um, and so what we're looking at here is really developing leaders on every level. And so part of what we did at The Rock Church, um, as you know, first and foremost, uh, you, we, we started a reorg. Of, of the entire uh, church. And so as the reorganization was put in place, we started looking at every level within the organization and identifying the skills and competencies that are required at each level within the church. And so as we started to identify these key competencies that are required to move up within uh, the leadership capacity of the church, we started developing the training around those core competencies. And so rather than... So let me interrupt. Yeah. So you're, this pipeline in description is you're working to take the individual and expand core competencies. Absolutely. Almost like personal capacity building. Yes. Okay. And, and so part of building that is when you, depending upon who you read, almost all leadership and management gurus will tell you that 70 to 80% of all leadership skills are transferable regardless of what the individual is doing. So if if I'm leading a small team of five in youth ministry, the leadership skills there is the same as leading a small group of five somewhere else. Okay. Now the competencies for youth by itself may be a little bit different than children's ministry. But leadership is leadership. But leadership is leadership. And so we developed and looked at what, what does someone need to move from what we would call a team member to a team leader? Or okay. what would someone need to move from being a team leader to a manager, a director, or an executive director? And so there's skill sets. So when you're first entering into ministry, you're really looking at the individual's um, individual contributions. What can they do if we were looking at uh, construction? It's, it's the guy maybe swinging the hammer. How many frames can he build and put up? But as you move higher, you, you move away from this, uh, not necessarily doing the work yourself, but learning how to work through others and manage teams. And that's probably the hardest step. The hardest step is moving from an individual to contributor to being over a group of people and understanding and getting the competencies required to learn how to work through people. Okay, so let's break down. There are basically four dimensions or four streams in this pipeline, okay? So the first one is leading self. Yes. Okay, I want you to unpack. So if you're listening or watching, the leadership pipeline is about taking a man or woman 
putting, putting them on a path, a pipeline of learning to be a leader. Real leadership starts with leading yourself. Absolutely. Right? Then, and so describe that track. Yeah, so what we did based on research that was done by other organizations, when you look at all the competencies within leadership development, um, they can typically be boiled down into six different categories. And those categories that we have selected uh, at the Rock Church have to do with vision, they have to do with strategy, they have to do with collaboration, um, people development, discipleship, and stewardship. And so in leading self, they're gonna go through all six of those categories. When we look at something like vision, vision in leading self is really understanding the vision of the local assembly. And then from understanding the vision of the local assembly, how you as an individual can participate in ministry within the framework of the vision of the church. When we look at stewardship on, on I think stewardship is one of the easiest examples um, to show how it cascades moving forward. But when we look at stewardship in terms of leading self, what we're really looking at is understanding your gifts, understanding um, the strengths that God's given you, but it's also things like time management. It's things like uh, financial management. And, and so it's not just stewardship of finances, but it's stewardship of your gifts, stewardship of your time, stewardship of your talents. And it's really about building those into the leader. Okay, so that leader follows this track of personal development. Yes. That includes the things you just did. I mean, from a leadership perspective, what you just described is going to greatly benefit the church, but it's also, these are, these are truths of leadership that are going to work in your vocation. Absolutely. In your job, in, in whatever you wrote. Then there's a next phase of leading others. Correct. Building, kind of running the same things, but now leadership, not so much about leading me. Now I, I've, I've learned as a leader, now I'm going to move into, all right, how do I lead others through this process? Absolutely. And so when you move from leading other or um, leading self to leading others, that's, that's where we would say is the first step into true leadership, right? Right. Um, so now you're leading others within the ministry. And so from a stewardship perspective, let's just, let's just stay on stewardship. Maybe in this scenario, will you already understand your gifts and you understand your talents? And, and so in this scenario, there's training around identifying gifts in others. Okay, so being able to identify, help them identify so they're on the path of becoming. Exactly, and then not only identifying their gifts, but identifying how to best use those gifts within the, the field that God's called them. And so it's not about filling uh, an empty slot with a warm body. It's about saying, okay, I've identified this individual's gifts. This person would be phenomenal in this particular scenario. And so we're gonna plug them into a position that fits their giftings. Oh, I like it. Like and it. so that's how stewardship would scaffold up to the next level of leading others. We also see this in vision, right? And so now it's not just about understanding the vision of the local assembly and how I can work within the framework of that vision, but now I'm gathering a team to accomplish the vision of the church. Okay. And in, in this role, depending upon the size of the church, if it's a smaller church, maybe this is also where uh, the individual is now looking at, okay, how can I develop a vision for the area that I'm over that nests within the arching vision. So of, for instance, if you're over uh, Sunday school, yeah. 
So there's going to be particular competencies, competencies that are specific to that. The leadership applies, but now we're going to get some particular competence. Yeah, and so... Which leads to the third. Which leads to the third. But what you also mentioned there is, in addition to these, these uh, layers that we've laid out in the pipeline for leadership, we also are coming alongside now, and this is where we're developing role-based competencies. So we have leadership-based competencies from leading self to leading others to leading ministries to leading leaders. Yeah. But then we come alongside. So one more time. So there's the four tracks. Yes. There's leading self, leading others, leading a ministry. Yeah. And leading leaders. Leading leaders. Yes. Okay. So at each level, there are principles that carry over. Yes. But they're applied differently when you're leading yourself than when I'm leading I'm leading you. Absolutely. Now I'm leading a, a ministry, which is multiple use, but you've developed, and now I'm leading a leader, which is radically different in some cases than even leading leading self or leading others. Well, now you might have, um, if you're leading leaders, you might be over the budget for that area. And so I hope you understand personal finance before you try to yeah. understand uh, departmental yeah. finance. So, so, and so the staff. The, the reality is, and I'll, here's the here's the unspoken thing, right? Many churches don't grow. Correct. Sadly, they don't grow. And they have great people, and they have godly people, and they love God. They pray. They preach. They have a move of the Holy Ghost. Sadly, many people think as a result, well, our church hasn't grown. We're godly. We're holy. We have revival. We, you know, but our church isn't growing. And then they begin to buy into the idea, well, this is just, you know, the will of God. This is what will always be. We'll always be this size. We'll never grow. And they become content. Then they become lethargic. Yeah. And sometimes they don't just maintain. They digress. Yeah. The reality is... Some of the things we're discussing are the real keys to why churches are growing. Absolutely. It's not in any way diminishing the power of the Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost doesn't do everything for us. It doesn't pay our bills. It doesn't get up and go to work. It doesn't resolve church conflict. It doesn't resolve uh, issues between employees. You You can be full of the Holy Ghost and have friction on the job absolutely because you've got personalities you, you've got so there are skill sets when it comes to leadership that have nothing to do with the holy ghost they have to do with understanding how people think how people operate what needs to, you know i've never been so holy that i didn't have to balance a checkbook correct and, and i think that brings an important thing i think one of the reasons also why when you mentioned about having good people in churches don't grow is I think sometimes we confuse discipleship and leadership. And so discipleship is becoming more like Christ, right? And so discipleship is really about character. Okay. But leadership development is about competencies. I love it. And so you could say that again. Discipleship is about character. Yes. Growing Christ, becoming your character. Yes. And we got a lot of great people with great character. Absolutely. Now let's go to leadership. Leadership is about capacity. Com- competencies. competencies. Absolutely. You've got to increase. If you don't know how to manage money, you're never going to be an effective 
the financial sector. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how bad you want to. Yeah. If you don't know, understand electricity, you can't go be an electrical engineer. Correct. Right. And so we've got people that are great at discipling people. But if you think that discipleship is leadership, well, then my job's done. I've discipled somebody. They're more like Christ. This is also why you can have, I've seen a great, let's say, let's say, highly effective in leading a ministry. Mm -hmm. But the moment they stepped into leading uh, maybe an organizational structure of some sort of of leading leaders. now So now they're cross-functional. Yeah. Yeah. Now they bump up against things. I, I give an example. Arguably the greatest uh, baseball player to ever play Major League Baseball, uh, Ted Williams. I think his batting average is still one of the top batting averages ever. He was a, a tremendous baseball player. After he retired from baseball, he became a manager, a coach in the major leagues. And uh, it was from the leadership lessons I, I've heard, he was a terrible manager and coach. Yeah. And the reason was is because he, his answer to everything was keep your eye on the ball. Well, fathers all over, fathers all over the world now say, you know, teaching their kids to play ball, keep your eye on the ball. Well, and he said that Ted Williams could see the seams on a, a baseball coming at him at 90 miles an hour, which way they were turning. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they said. So he had a particular gifting mm. that you and I don't have, and he expected everybody to measure up. So what worked, what worked on a baseball field as a player yeah. did not transfer to leading leaders. Well, I would I – would also argue so his ability to hit the baseball is an individual contributor okay and managing or stepping to the next level is starting with leading others and so individually he could do the task but he can train others how to do it okay so each of these tracks is to help develop you to move through these uh, I, i'm a private pilot not current because i'm not flying uh presently but just because I got my pilot license doesn't qualify me at every level. Yes. Uh, from what I understand, the trucking industry is the same. I have a driver's license, but I'm not. You have to, to drive a school bus. You have to get another license to drive an 18 wheeler. You have to get another license to drive a chemical hazmat. Hazmat. You. So th this is not something new. Now, why do we think just because we got the Holy Ghost, spoken tongues, got baptized in Jesus' name, we got a title, we're qualified? Well, so I, I recently had a class, and we did Leadership Development Strategies was the name of it, a Wilson Live. And, and in the Wilson Live, uh, we did pre- and post-assessments. And some of the questions around the pre and, in the pre- and post-assessment that we did was around leadership development. And two of the questions that stick out to me in the conversation we're having is, um, it was a Likert scale, so it's, uh, you know, strongly agree, agree, neutral, um, disagree, strongly disagree. Okay. And one of the first questions in there was, um, I believe that spiritual, uh, leadership should be, um, done through spiritual formation and four and fives on all of that agree and strongly agree mm -hmm. the whole way. Well, the secondary question of that was, I believe that leadership or uh, leadership development is through formal training. And there weren't very many four or fives on there. Really? It was more towards the three and two in the pre-assessment. But after they went through the training, they realized the importance of training. 
And I, I think of, of some of the books that I've read in which they talk about sometimes your, your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness. And we understand that the greatest thing in the apostolic movement and the greatest thing we have access to is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And there's nothing better than it, and there's nothing you can... I mean, that is the start of leadership, right? Mm -hmm. But without sounding somewhat sacrilegious, I think sometimes we rely on that to the point where we don't think we need... I, I love this analogy. Uh, the Holy Ghost will help your marriage. Yeah. But if you think... Your anniversary, you can go have a prayer meeting and talk in tongues for five hours. You're going to keep your wife happy. <laughs> <laughs> I do them. You're going to need to do more than have a prayer meeting because at the end of the day, you're in a relationship and there's a leadership issue that God's not going to do everything for you. Absolutely. I mean, he's going to put the gold in the fish's mouth, but he's going to make you go know how to fish. Okay. So that there's, you know, I, I can fill a net, but you're going to have to cast it to the other side. So there are things that we have to do. So uh, in closing, how do they get involved in the pipeline? How does a pastor, how does a leader, uh, this, is an, this is an opportunity that is being made available for churches and leadership teams. How do they, how do they connect with you to get the pipe? You're offering this. This is being offered to help these churches. Yes. And so right now it's we're it's in the development stage we're pushing it out to everybody if someone wanted to contact me and get more information uh kcc's at the rockchurch.org okay uh, they can hit, get me through that email address and and we'll be able to walk them through some of this stuff one thing that i do want to point out real quick in in before we close is we talked about moving through um the pipeline and progressing in there but one thing I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't say was the goal isn't to get someone that is leading self all the way to being leading leaders. Okay. The goal of the pipeline is to grow the person to the place at which God has called them. And so for some people, that may be leading others. Yeah, that may only be the second. It may be the third. They may be the greatest Sunday school teacher that you have. But if they go to being... Mm -hmm. The, the, the children's pastor, they, that might not be their capacity. So the pipeline is not going to call them to a particular thing. This is going to equip them in whatever God is doing in their local context. Yes, it is to equip them to where God has called them. Not to push them beyond it. Yeah. To push them to it. And I, I see it. This is why we're moving through it in our church personally, uh, at the Rock Church. I encourage you. If you're if you're interested, hit, give us that email address one more time. KCCs at therockchurch.org. So just is that with a K or a C? With a K. K A S E Y. KCCs S E S E S. Okay, S E E S. KCCs uh, at therockchurch.org. So if you're interested, reach out to uh, Doctor KCCs, and hey, we're on the God Quest to see what God can do and will do through us if we make ourselves available. If you're new to this faith life, if you're new to trying to go to that next step, this is a wonderful way to expand your horizon. And uh, thank you for being with us. I look forward to seeing you next time on God Quest. <laughs>